Welcome to Thriving After Lockdown, brought to you by Fortify in partnership with SAFA, the Armed Forces Charity. We're here to support the Forces family, both children and adults, with their mental and emotional well-being. Welcome to the SAFA Thriving After Lockdown project. I'm Tom Fox and I'm joined today by Joe Morton-Brown. I'm a veteran, a SAFA ambassador and a former beneficiary of the charity. I'm now the director of Fortify Limited, which provides mental health training and education to businesses. Joe is a BACP accredited child counsellor and she also works to support families. We're going to talk today about how you can identify if your child is struggling with anxiety, how to help them deal with those really big emotions and how to help them find some stability. We'll also give you a toolkit of things that you can take forward on a practical level to help them. Hello, Joe. Hi, Tom. So this session is aimed at children between the ages of 8 and 11. But before we start, let's hear from the children of that age about some of the big things that are going on in their lives right now. Well, I don't know if it's everyone, but usually I um, might um, think, oh no, what if I get in trouble about this? Or maybe, um, oh, this is really, um, wait, no, that's not something to worry about. Um, worrying about something. Um, I usually worry if I've um, done something wrong and I might, um, and something bad might happen. Or I might think, um, oh no, what if um, I've, done something wrong and it could like if I've said something and I didn't mean it in a way and then I've accidentally like um if I've said um something but I didn't know what it meant I thought it meant something else I would and they would someone would like start laughing I'd think oh no what have I done my friends can help me by coming and talking to me and calming me down or if I'm at home I'll go up to my bedroom and just lay in my bed. Then when I feel like I'm ready, I'll just get back out and go out downstairs. I'm not really sure, probably um, about, I think a lot of people worrying about COVID, like whether it's gonna, about their grandparents, um, maybe about um, their family and about COVID, whether it's gonna affect them and their yeah, and their siblings. I get sometimes sad and depressed when I sometimes get my own way. I don't see my friends anymore when I was homeschooling. Before that, I wasn't in touch with my friends, had arguments with my friends. We never spoke for about two months now. That's what made me quite sad. My birthday, no friends were around to say happy birthday, but one of them came around and gave me a little chocolate, so I said thank you. So, Joe, we're both parents, uh, and I know from my personal experience that it's hard to keep abreast of our children's emotions, uh, to understand why they react in certain ways sometimes. What's really going on for children living in today's world with the changes that we see around us at the moment? I think that's such a good question though, isn't it, Tom, is that life is changing and as lockdown eases and with the uncertainty of, of what may happen in the future, 
I think that life is so unpredictable right now. And I think that's what makes it so much harder for children um, as they settle back to school. And it's also realising that we're all different. All of, you know, children are different. And some children have the capability for lots of change, whilst other children just don't have that ability to be able to be so adaptable. So they vary. Young, these little people, these children, they vary. So, Joe, we know that growing up in a service family, children can be subject to a lot more change than children would normally uh, be subject to in, in certain other families, in civilian life, for instance. Um, but we know that, you know, experiencing change uh, can help build resilience and confidence um, and adaptability. Uh, but we also know that a lot of change can also um, create a sense of uncertainty and that can lead to anxiety and loneliness, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what, what do you think that we could do as parents to help children deal with those emotions and, and be able to manage change better? I think that routine is, is so important for, for children and young people. And actually, for us to, to be able to, to be there and to be for them, I feel that it's important that we hold these, these boundaries and these rules and these expectations. And yes, they need to be adaptable because that's, you know, that's the 21st century. But I think that that's what can really help children is that sense of routine. And if you think about the previous lockdowns where, you know, schools have been closed, I know obviously um, there's been partial school closures um, because there have been key worker children that have gone in. Um, but actually, I think we've got to bear in mind that, you know, just getting our children back to school at the moment, just that routine has actually been just what they need, just what they need. So, yeah, it's about the importance of routine. And so previous generations, though, you know, they've grown up you know, as children going through um, rough times, for instance, you know, during the Second World War, for instance. Uh, what's different today about the pandemic and the things that the children have experienced? So in the past, the children during, the, you know, World Wars, for example, is that they still had their friends. They still had their family. Yes, they may have had to have been in at a certain time or, you know, for whatever reason, but they would have literally been able to go to school to see their friends or to see their aunties and uncles and grandparents. So actually, they still had this sense of togetherness. Whilst for us here in the pandemic in the 21st century for our military families, you know, it's been completely different because we haven't had that, that sense of support network like we normally do in our lives. And for children to have those other members of their family or their friends, to be able to have that relationship, to have them in person, it is just, you know, nothing can replace it. Nothing can replace it. So it just shows how important actual real-life relationships and friendships, you know, how important they are. I suppose as well with some children, you know, they, they'd be worried about the, the virus anyway, you know, because of uncertainty and not really not really getting it in some instances. But also if their parents have been away, if they've been deployed in aid of the, uh, uh, you know, COVID um, testing, for instance, or, or vaccinations, that, that could actually add extra um, anxiety, couldn't it, to them? Yeah, without a doubt, because what we have to do is we just have to bear in mind what's it like for that child um, and, and to realise that mummy or daddy or their stepmom or their stepdad, they will be home. But it's just that, you know, change in home life, maybe, where they just have to adapt to it. Yeah. So 
you know, with parenting, and it's a question I suppose we all always ask ourselves as uh, as parents, you know, what can we do to help if we're worried about our children? So for me, I'm a firm believer in, in allowing that child to have an opportunity where they can talk if they want to. Now, if you was to say to your child, you know, do you have any worries? Um, they're more unlikely say no or if there was a worry that's a massive worry it could just be that they didn't make the football team or something like that but actually I think what is really important that we can do as as parents and carers is we can provide them that space so what I'd recommend is daily or weekly even monthly is, is having that almost that golden time between you and your child your children where there's no devices there's no tv it's just you and them and whether that's going for a walk whether that's doing some arts and crafts whether that's out in the garden whatever it is it's about having that opportunity for them to speak to you if they had a worry so it's about even though they may not have anything to say, it's about providing a space that they could say if they wanted to. And equally, it's about the importance that if they are at school and they've had a bad day, then it's at least, oh, I can tell mum or I can tell dad or I can tell stepmom later. So it's just giving them that opportunity when they can talk and share their worries. Yeah, you know, and, and we can sort of we look at some children, can't we? And we can think perhaps that child's coping better than my child or, or vice versa, vice versa. You know, all children are so different. Um, for some parents, it's hard, isn't it, not to compare our child, uh, children to other children as well? Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. And I think that this is where and I'm just going to read you some of my, my favourite kind of um, sayings that when it comes to, to our own children, we can be so quick to use without meaning to almost negative language you know they're bossy um they're insecure whatever it might be but what we need to do is we actually need to turn that language around and see if we can just change it just see if we can change that language so for example if if you feel that your child is is bossy it's, it's allowing yourself to think actually no my child's assertive if you're you know oh my child is so shy okay my child is reflective Um, My child is so quiet. Let's just change that. My child's a thinker. Um, My child is so emotional. They're so emotional. Actually, no, my child is caring. So it's about taking that and just changing it in your mind. Because sometimes what happens is that we just get so stuck when actually it's just we need to slow down and be present and actually think, no, what, what is going on? And actually put that into a positive light. You know, and in the military, it's something we're we're taught to do anyway, isn't it? Is to take a step back, take a breath, take a think about it. So you're right. It's it's just making an assessment, really, isn't it? And, and thinking about how we think about these things, and maybe, um, you know, not putting such a negative tilt onto uh, onto the behaviour. Um, what way can we offer our children stability, Joe? I'd say it's routine, Tom. That is the importance of routine. I think that. It's, it's about them realising that they have a safe place to go home to um, that is fun and, and ideally happy most of the time because it's not happy all the time. You know, that's, that's life. Siblings argue, you know, this, this is what life is about. But it is about having that, that home that is that calm place, that safe place and about having a, a routine and boundaries. So... With this age group, sort of between um, 8 and 12, um, it seems anger can be a very big emotion uh, for them. Um, Why is that? 
So adolescence actually starts from as young as eight years old. So there's a lot going on in their bodies. Um, and obviously, when they don't know how to express it, it can be really scary. And sometimes when we feel scared with a feeling such as, as, as anger, is that it, we're scared in how to, to release it. And sometimes we don't. And that's what can make it quite hard to, to stay with a feeling that's quite uncomfortable. So the best way that I try and get um, the children that I work with is, is to get them to imagine like an anger iceberg. And for, for children to realise, and I think this is really helpful for parents and carers, that actually, just like an iceberg, what you see on top isn't necessarily what's beneath the surface. So that small kind of um, iceberg that you see on top may be a lot deeper, a lot wider underneath the surface. So it's actually about realising what's really going on underneath the surface. And there might be different feelings. And it's about understanding those different feelings. So an anger iceberg. I really like that. Um, so let's think about the iceberg analogy. What can we do to support our children when they're having a meltdown? So when they're having a meltdown, I think that it's it's really hard for us as parents because what we have to do is we have to take time out to actually try and keep it together sometimes, just keeping it real. Um, but actually, it's about the importance of, of allowing them to see that you, you can see that they're upset. So it's, you know, I can see that you're upset right now. Do you want to talk about it or would you like to have some, some time out? It's about allowing them... To, to feel validated. So I can understand that you're you're upset and you're angry because this broke. Um, so it's about that validation. And it's about this need to kind of, for them to realise that they will be okay. Um, so it's, it's about you kind of accepting their feelings, validating their feelings, and allowing them to have that time to kind of allow it to pass, allow that to pass. Um, where hopefully they will make the right choices and allow themselves to come out of that moment of, of anger. Okay, yeah, so sort of allow them to sort of take back a little bit of control, but letting them know that you're there when you need them. Um, so as we bring this session to a, cl uh, to a close, Joe, as a professional, uh, what would be your one parenting tip for children of this age group? So... I'd go with with kind of that sense of, of being present. I know that life can be extremely busy and I know that there is always something that as, as adults that we could be doing, literally, whether it's on our phone checking our emails, jobs and chores around the house, but actually it's, it's sometimes it's about being present and actually that children don't necessarily need the, the most fanciest, um, latest this. They don't need the, the most latest... Um, devices sometimes what they do need is they just need you to be present and to maybe have a games night or a movie night or you know to kind of play games and, and to just be with them so yeah be present when you can it's not always possible but it's when you can be it's about taking that opportunity and it can be hard joe can it i found it myself you know where you'd be sitting there working and you know, one of my sons will come in and he'll show me a, a picture, for instance, that he's done at school and I'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I have to really think to myself, oh, hang on a minute, this is really important. I need to stop what I'm doing and focus and be present with him, um, you know, and give him that time. But, yeah, it can be really, really hard to do it. Yeah, it can. But it's realising that as parents and as carers, what we can do is we can help create those memories with them. 
And for us to be able to do that is, is when we can be, is about being present and about creating those memories together. Excellent advice. Joe. thank you very much for joining me today. You're welcome. Thanks, Tom. You've been listening to Thriving After Lockdown, helping you with your mental and emotional well-being. For more information on SAFA and other organisations that can help you and your family, visit safa.org.uk forward slash chatter.